The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonhalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter for the stuff it bought. It's the way you think and not what you've got. Yeah, yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now. Get your money mind right. Today's show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Well, if they didn't know it was a live endorsement before... Yeah. <laughs> they will now. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks for stopping by. We're so glad to have you. I'm Heather Wagonhalls, flanked by my producer extraordinaire, Michael Terry. Hey, folks. And we will help you get your money mind right on today's show with these great features. It's our ninth key in our Keys to Riches financial wellness series. That means create credit. Our moolah word of the day is a phrase, and we always hear about indexes, so I thought, you know what, let's start talking about what these indexes mean. And today's we're going to talk about the relative strength index. Also, minutes on your money, this will be an interesting one, how to lend to friends and family Uh successfully. That's a tough one. Yeah. Because the whole statement of lending to friends and family successfully is kind of like oxymoronic. Yeah, totally oxymoronic. (laughs) But we'll see, shall we? Uh, Trivia question based on last week's keynote seasonal exceptions and today's guest, Matthew Rinke, certified financial planner and CFP to the docs who rock. (laughs) He's going to be like, what the... I don't know. Uh, he's uh, he's a financial planner that you know just happens to be in a family full of doctors and works with a lot of doctors, not necessarily by choice, but by circumstance because he just happens to be around a whole bunch of them. So he brings a unique perspective to financial planning. Uh, as always, we will talk about your money, your credit, specifically on today's show, and how to get ahead in any economy. We will also show you how to manage your money easier, saving you time, reducing your stress, all while using these proven techniques to help you create unlimited wealth and happiness. Insiders Club members are entered automatically in our weekly giveaways, and if you are not a member and would like to compete for great money management tools, just answer today's trivia question correctly. So last week, we talked about no seasonal exceptions. You actually mentioned in last week's show that it was your favorite key. Yeah, it is. And and so, is it your favorite key because it's the one that you flub a lot, (laughs) or because you see others flubbing it? Uh, it's probably because I flub a lot. <laughs> I sort of, I don't know. It's, you know, just. It's just the nature of the key. 
because, you know, because we want to be, you know, we want to be seen as a gracious giver. We want to be magnanimous. I think the society we live in is an, it's such a materialistic society that it's just gone so far over the top. And I don't, and, you know, you, you don't want to be a part of that, but at the same time, you don't want to look like a cheapskate, you know. Right. So it's a, it's a, it's a, a juggling act. Right, and it's unfortunate that that you feel that way. Yeah, because it shouldn't be about that at all. Right, you know, it should be about commemorating an event, and however someone commemorates it, it should be commemorated that way. Yeah. So, it's an unfortunate little ditty, but it's all something that we face. And how do we manage our money and stay on target when it comes to seasonal spending? Yeah. You know, celebrating special events and milestones, you know, and we all want to be a part of that for sure. So we talked about that last week and we had a solution and you thought Hallmark was going to hate me, but in actuality, they're going to love me. So uh, this week's trivia question is, in last week's key, no seasonal exceptions, we talked about a strategy based on my philosophy. And it had two words, the blank, blank philosophy. So if you think you know what the blank, blank is, <laughs> and you're shaking your head, you're like, what? Pathetic. Because you don't know the answer? Is that what's pathetic? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know, you have had a week since you heard the answer. Yeah. So time has passed. So it's okay. I'm letting you off the hook. It's a good deal. Uh, so if you think you know the answer, you can win one of three ways. Call in, chat in, or email in to win. If you want to call in, that's 1-866-966-9420. 1-866-966-9420. If you're listening live at the website, please hop in the chat room. Hi, I'm here. Come visit. And if you are not listening live, maybe you're listening from an app. Our, our Libsyn app, maybe you're listening from iTunes or some other podcast setting, then you too can still be a winner. You can email in to win. Send your potential right answer to trivia at uywradio.com. That's trivia at uywradio.com. So good luck for those of you who think you have the right answer. If you have no idea what the right answer is, that's okay because everyone can still walk away a winner. For the listeners in Unlock Your Wealth Radio Nation, audible.com is offering a free audiobook download and 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. All you have to do is visit our website to get started right now. And minutes on your money. So lending, huh? You know... Lending is a good business. I'm a lender. I've been a lender. I've been a mortgage lender, and now I'm a secondary auto finance lender for classics and exotics. And uh, But lending to your friends and family, like this kind of almost fits into last week's key, no seasonal exceptions. Yeah, it's very, it's similar. You know, if you think about it, because, it similar. you know, friends and family shouldn't change your underwriting decision. But they do. It does. It does. It actually fits into, we should have done this last week because it fits into last week's moolah word, remember? 
investing based on emotional oh, yeah. appeal. Yeah, emotional appeal, yeah. So you get a relative that comes and makes an emotional appeal. And of course, we are emotional creatures that use reason and logic after the fact. Yeah. So, you know, you want to be nice and help out a loved one, but that nice gesture might turn into resentment later down down the road. Now, what if you're going to continue this deal and handle your relationship problems later? Like, how do you, you know, reconcile all of that? It's tough, but... It's simple at the same time. So it's mm-hmm. it's easy, it, or it's simple, but it's not easy. You have to be smart about the way you lend money. It sounds obvious, but it's way harder because we're biologically set up to fail at this. The conversation might get uncomfortable, but you need the paycheck talk to set circumstances and arrangements. Signing an agreement is a great idea to keep all the parties aware of what their obligations are. And it is your money, so ideally you get the final say. You know, how do we, what if we've never underwritten a loan? What if we don't know the ins and outs of professional lending to give us a hand? So we kind of have to start there and think about what questions do we ask and where do we start? So if we think about underwriting in, with four layers of risk, okay? So, uh, and we're going to talk about this later on in the key. So we've got the four C's. Character, capacity, capital, and collateral. These are our four underwriting criteria before an extension of credit is made. Okay, so what's the collateral that you're putting up? Are you going to buy a car with this money? Are you going to buy a house? Is there some asset that I can secure in case you default that I can take? All right, so that's like a a primary question. Collateral, got to get through that. Then you got to talk about character. How have you paid your bills in the past? Because what do we know about behavior? It's predictable. So what you've done in the past is likely what you're going to do in the future. Unless you had a major catastrophic event, revelation, something that changed your life forever dramatically, and you had such a powerful single event learning experience that you materially altered every fiber of your being and way of living, (laughs) perhaps you might be different, but you'll probably get struck by lightning before then. Odds are that you're going to do the same thing you've always done. And that's because that's the way the brain is. You know, to carve a new neural pathway to do something different and be different, so challenging for folks. Yeah, not likely. So, uh, So we've got that. And then we've got capacity, all right? So capacity is your ability to repay the note. How much money do you make? And how much do you owe? And so what's left over? Do you have positive cash flow? If so, how much? Is that enough to cover my nut that you're going to owe me if I lend money to you? And then the final question is um, uh, capital. How much skin in the game do you have? Are you expecting me to do 100% financing? Are you putting half down? You just need like half to get over the hump. So where are we in in the capital expenditure department? How much skin do you have in the game? So so these are the general underwriting criteria that a professional underwriter would do. So first off, you have to give yourself time to make the decision. Okay? And you have to go through these underwriting criteria. You're being asked for money, and if it was a stranger, you'd want to know this stuff. So them being familial Meaning, you know, if you take the root and you kind of extrapolate it, so familial infers familiar. Just because they're familiar doesn't mean it's okay. Yeah. Doesn't mean like, oh, so we just waive some of this underwriting criteria or we waive it all. Yeah. Okay. So we've got to look at 
all of these layers of risk. Because if you give the money to them without it, you should not expect it to be returned. You should think of it mentally as a gift to be done. Yeah. And if you could not afford to give a family member a gift of that size, then you can't afford to lend it because they play on your better better needs and 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 your and your light your better uh, sensibilities. That they're playing, they're making that emotional appeal. Yeah, for goodness' sake. So we have to ask ourselves those four layers of risk. You know, why do you need the money? How much does it cost? How much are you putting down? How much do you want to finance? How much can you afford to pay back? How fast? What are the terms of this agreement? And you need to get all of that out on paper. And then you have to think about it first before you can render that underwriting decision. Now, when we look at ratios from income to expenditures, so we take all that they make in a month and then we subtract all that they owe. And, and that gives us our cash flow. So if they don't even have a positive cash flow, you can't lend to them, bottom line. Right. Because if they can't pay what they have currently, they're not going to be able to pay you back. And if they've managed their life in such a way that they can't pay their current expenditures back, then they're definitely not going to pay you back. Right. So you're just going to be pushing them further down the rabbit hole. But instead of them going down, your money's going down with them. Yeah. It's not just them alone. So you have to think about in those terms. So so what is this money for? What's the purpose of, of this particular expenditure? And how much money do you make? And you need to verify income. And people are like, but I you know, but that's none of your business. And I'm like, well, if I'm giving you my money by you know, yeah. Like I've, I'm feeling expletives coming out yeah. <laughs> of my mouth yeah. right now. Absolutely. I'm entitled to that and be lucky that I haven't asked for your firstborn child too. Right, right. Okay. So you are entitled to verify their ability to repay the note. Sure. And if they're playing if they're playing upon their familial relationship with you that you can bypass that underwriting criteria, that's skunk in the woodpile number 1. Yeah. There's a problem there because if they were above board and forthright, why would they be, you know, well, first off, why would they need you? Likely they don't need you. But second of all, if they were being forthright, why wouldn't they already have all of that stuff with them? And there's these these little things. If it's for like a superficial item, not a house and not a car, the amount of disposable income they need to spend on it can't be more than three to five percent of their monthly income. I'm just going to give you that as a decision maker. If whatever it is costs more than three percent of their monthly income, uh, or I should say the repayment schedule is more than that, they they shouldn't be borrowing from you because they're not going to be able to afford it. Because underwriting guidelines for mortgages, you know, is like a third of your income can go to housing and then only 10% more can go to frivolous or unsecured debt or, you know, credit cards, car loans, student loans, that sort of stuff. And so if that's 40% of their income and their ratio of income to outgo is higher than that 40%, you can't lend them. That's an automatic decline. Thanks for playing. Sorry, go somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. And just because you're the last stop doesn't mean you have to lend. It just means that now they got turned down by everybody. Yeah. And you have to be good about that. 
I mean, and and then if you do not have the intestinal fortitude to say, no, I value our relationship more than ruining it with money. If you don't have that intestinal fortitude to say that, or to say, if I lend you this money, I will not have my emergency fund. I won't be prepared for my finances. If you don't have the chutzpah, the intestinal fortitude to do that, then you're going to have to figure out another way to get out of this. And so underwriting it like a loan would be great. Or saying, hey, I'm going to have my mortgage friend or or my car loan friend help me with this. You don't mind, do you? And if they start getting nervous or sweaty, you're you're probably like, nah, I'm not going to do that. So if all of this transpires and you're still willing to lend them money, maybe they can pay you back. Maybe they've been able to prove that. Uh, You need to craft a written agreement. And there are so many sample contracts out there for loan repayment. But I'm going to give you uh, the the four basic tenets of, of a contract. And so first, it has to have you know, uh, a meeting of the minds so that both of you agree to the terms of it. All right. So you have to have the terms in there. What's being borrowed for how long at what interest rate? What's the repayment schedule? All of that needs to be disclosed. An interest rate, huh? Yeah. And there has to be a consideration, you know, for this. So, um, so a consideration has to be exchanged. So for you to purchase a new car or a used car or a new to you car, you know, you know, for the sum of $1,000. So we have to have our consideration in there. Um, and we have to, it has to be dated in order to be valid right. for all parties to date it. And, uh, you know, if you want to add another layer of accountability to them, you know, do it at a notary public, you know. So now they like, they're like, oh my God, I really signed this. <laughs> Or record it, attach an asset and record it against an asset. But you got to craft up a written agreement. And then there's this interesting thing in real estate called latches. And it happens to a landlord when, let's say, you know, rent's due on the 1st and you pay me on the 5th. And then next month you pay me on the 7th. And then you pay me on the 2nd, the 3rd month. But then the fourth month, you don't pay me till the 15th. If I do not send you a note, a notice that you are in default, that you're late each time, then I run the risk of losing my ability to collect against you Mm -hmm. as a landlord, okay? So if the contract says, you know, payments are due on the first, when are you in default? Michael, I, I I mean I don't know. Is it thirty days? And thanks for playing. You may not incur a late fee until thirty days. You may not be reported to the credit bureau until thirty days. But if your contract says that payments are due on the first, and the payment has not been received by close of business on the first, you are technically in default of that agreement by the second. Now, whether or not late fees accrue or any of that stuff happened, not relevant. So if you don't send out that collection notice on the second every month without fail, whether or not they've paid, you lose your ability to collect against that debt in a timely fashion, especially because what's happened is you've allowed them to be inconsistent. So you set the precedent. So you have to be really careful. So you got to follow up. That's the key in this section is you've got to be able to follow up on these folks. 
So if you have any other questions, we have this available on the website. Visit unlockyourwealthradio.com for more great tips on how to lend to your friends and family and great underwriting tools and tips. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We have Moolah Word, Matthew Rinke, and creating credit for this week's key coming up right after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt again like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on Fort Myers Beach Radio for your morning cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts as we are in for some turbulent weather ahead. Bill Thomason is the Valley's premier business coach. Bill can help you ride out the turbulence your business may encounter. Bill Thomason is the America's premier executive coach and strategist. Bill can help you create the life you will love living. Over more than a quarter century, Bill has helped thousands of people just like you to achieve success beyond what they had imagined. Now is the best time you will ever have to decide what you want and to take powerful action toward achieving the outcomes you desire in your life. Bill has studied the success patterns of the highly successful people, and he has provided coaching and training programs to small business people and to top Fortune 500 executives across the U.S. and Canada. Now you can benefit from Bill's experience. If you are like most people, you may just need the professional encouragement a coach can give and a real plan for creating the outcomes you say you want in life. Call Bill now, 602-321-7192 to schedule executive coaching sessions. Thank you for flying NLP Skills Training Institute. Work all day, stress all night, take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your maven of moolah, Heather Wagonhall, here with your moolah word of the day, and it's actually a phrase again. We've got a three-word phrase. And a lot of people have been asking me lately about indexes, and they didn't quite understand them. And I'm going to say to you, with regard to your personal finance, they don't mean a hill of beans worth of difference. So knowing them, I'm going to share them with you. I'm going to teach you about them. But do you really care? No. Because, you mean like Dow Jones and that stuff? Uh, well, here today is a relative strength index. Oh. You know, so like it sounds good, you know, you'll be, you'll be savvy at cocktail parties when you talk about the relative strength index. But other than that, you know, it's not going to affect your day-to-day lives. Yeah. Because what, because these things, or I should say, these things aren't going to break your day-to-day lives. Your personal decisions when it comes to spending is what's going to break or make your financial future. So the relative strength index or the RSI is a technical analysis indicator. 
It measures the magnitude of gains over a given period of time versus the magnitude of losses over the same period of time. So, you know, I could give you the equation, but you're not going to care about that. The value can range between 1 and 100. Now, some technical analysts believe if there's a value of 30 or less, it indicates an oversold condition. And that means that there are more gains than there are losses at this point, according to the mathematics. If the value is over 70 or above, it means it's an overbought condition, okay? And that means that the, that there are more losses than there are gains. So... Um, what does this mean in the grand scheme of things? It usually talks about an index. So, um, uh, for example, non-farm payrolls report, the euro dollar remains poised for a near-term correction as the relative strength index appears to be capped by this 73 figure. So, what that means is that too many people have bought in and it's overvalued and it's going to come back down to 50 because 50 is like break-even. So if if there's if it's higher, it means that it's oversold. If it's lower, it means that it's overbought. Okay, and so the values are are changing. So it it tells you where you are. Um, but what does it mean to you personally? Not a hill of beans worth of difference. Yeah. It means that if it's oh it's if it's overbought, it's probably going to come down. If it's oversold, it's probably going to go up. Because of the demand in the marketplace is shifting, you know. So you want to be where you are buying low and selling high. And if it's high, then you should probably sell, not buy more. If it tanks, yeah. you can buy more and average down. But remember, you want to sell when it's high. So if it's going down, you don't want to sell. You want to hang on to it because it'll come back unless there's something significantly wrong. Yeah. So you got to pay attention to that. So that's it for this week's moolah word of the day. We have a very special guest. I am excited because Matthew Rinke will be joining us. He is president of Illumination Wealth Management. He is a financial planner, and he began his business with a simple vision to help families build their wealth for the future and protect their present assets from the unforeseen. That's a daunting task in and of itself. And to add to the mix, this guy has had a family of doctors and married a doctor, so he's surrounded by them. And so he has seen and works with, because he associates with so many doctors, so he understands the nuances of, of being a doctor and entrepreneurship as it affects how a doctor builds wealth. Because we always think of doctors as rich, but they may not be because they just may be making a lot of money. So we're going to discuss one of the things. And he likes to liken any kind of financial planning, regardless of your profession, as getting healthy. So you kind of go get wealthy and healthy at the same time. So he thinks of it as a checkup. And we're going to talk to him about taking your financial physical today. So Matthew... Welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. I'm so excited to have you on today's show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, we're doing this really great entrepreneurial theme this summer. And one of the things that 
I have noticed, and I used to work for a company that kind of bought receivables for doctors. Doctors are entrepreneurs, but not in the traditional sense of entrepreneurs. And what I noticed when I used to buy receivables is the doctors that were really great at what they did, they had these huge backlogs of receivables and they weren't collecting right. And they were usually kind of bad businessmen, but you work so hard, you take on an enormous amount of debt to go to school, to become a doctor, and then you make great money. But like a lot of entrepreneurs, they sometimes don't think about savings. What have you seen in your practice dealing with doctors and financial planning? Yeah, I would say one of the biggest issues is just there's that inadequate savings rate. I mean, doctors go from having a significant amount of debt, living like a resident for a period of time. They're, they don't have the ability to go out and enjoy their lifestyle. And all of a sudden, they get these higher incomes You know, after they graduate. All of a sudden, they want to live at that higher income. So they don't necessarily have the ability to pay off their debt or save adequately because they immediately jump to that next level of spending as opposed to continuing that modest residency-type lifestyle. And it just doesn't give them the gap necessary to be able to save and, and pay off their debt and, and, and save for their financial future. What do you think that is? Do you think it's just... An entitlement mentality that says, you know, I paid all these dues. I've sacrificed for long, so long. It's my time. I think there's a part of that in some in some cases, but I just think there's a lack of understanding and a lack of education when it comes to their own personal finances. They they don't necessarily know the science and the math behind getting out of debt and creating that sufficient nest egg down the road, which through a little bit of education ahead of time or earlier on, they'd probably be able to create that gap that is necessary to create a sufficient savings rate. So... Um, how do you approach a doctor? Because I would think if I'm really focused on building my practice and reinvesting, you know, in my practice and living the high life, you know, I'm probably not going to think about even financial planning for you know, maybe 10 or 20 years, right? Because I got to go out and make something right before I can save it. I, yeah, I think that's more the, the common thought, but I believe that that planning needs to happen in residency and leaving residency, there's access for these young emerging doctors to get help. And there's so many decisions early on that are key to the doctor, whether it is figuring out what is the debt management plan, how are they going to pay that off, and over what period of time, and what type of programs can they can they get involved with to pay that off quicker than the traditional standard methods? How much do they need to be saving? What type of housing choices are they going to be making? Are they going to leave their rent? to buy a new home? Are they going to wait to buy a new home until they can save up for a sufficient down payment? So, so many of these decisions and so much of this planning should happen early on in their medical careers so they can set themselves up for having flexibility down the road. So, when is a good time for someone while they're still in college, you know, becoming a doctor or while they're in their residency? When is like the right time for doctors to start planning? I would say in medical school as a resident, they should start reading books, learning the different 
financial strategies out there on their own. And then once they leave, once whether they become an attending or become a fellow, then would be another good time to potentially engage a planner, engage someone to help them coordinate all these different areas and different decisions that they need to make from their insurance to their housing to their retirement plans at work to their debt reduction. The earlier, the better. Okay. So I... Um... So I'm getting ready to graduate, and I've got maybe, what's a typical debt amount for a doctor these days? It could be $200,000. It could be $450,000. I mean, I would say somewhere in that ballpark could be the amount of student loan debt that they have. And that doesn't even account for potentially car loans or credit cards or mortgages that they may have, but student loans could be several hundred thousand dollars just in principle. Wow. And, you know, Uncle Sam isn't so favorable in its rates either. And it's one of the only debts that'll survive bankruptcy. If you file bankruptcy, you still get to pay those student loans back. So yeah, no, we're not talking like 20 or $30,000 in credit card debt here. You know, we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. So how does one, I mean, that's that's an overwhelming amount of money. How does one even like embrace the idea that at some point in my life, maybe perhaps I can kind of pay this off? Or, I mean, can they? Because that's like a mortgage amount of money. Oh, yeah. No, there are definitely ways. And there's some, you know, there's something called an income-based repayment plan. And there's something called the public service loan forgiveness, which for some doctors who may be working at, you know, 501c3 corporations, they may be working for well, such as a U- university, uh, uh, University of California, San Diego. If they stay within that organization for 10 years and they may have the ability to get some of their loans forgiven if they're within a nonprofit for 10 years. So there's a there's a, a fair amount of doctors who have those type of jobs who could have hundreds of thousands of debt and with an interest accruing into the hundreds of thousands where they could get their loans forgiven. So they may be able to pay modest amounts on their loans under some of these income-based repayment programs. And after 10 years, see a, a good amount of those loans actually forgiven down the road. So are there, there's some career planning aspects to the debt as well that people should be aware of. You know, you just brought up an amazing point that I didn't think of off the top of my head. And the difference between a mortgage at 400000 and student loan debt is that mortgage interest rate is already fixed and it's calculated for the term of the loan. But with the student loan, the interest accrues. That. Yes, that is absolutely correct, and especially if they're under a you know a graduated payment plan or they're under an income-based repayment plan. Absolutely, is that their loans are going to continue to accrue interest over time, and there's not the same level of deductibility as there is with uh, with a mortgage as well with with student loans. So, kind of the double whammy. Yeah, that's almost that's that sounds inescapable. You know, I, I want to continue this discussion. And one of the things that I really like about the way you approach financial planning, and perhaps it's because a large number of, of your clients are doctors, is the way you kind of address financial planning like a health checkup. So when we return from the break, I would love for you to start talking about that. You are listening to Matthew Rinky on Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and we'll be right back with more after this. 
Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm in the wagon halls. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on the Jiggy Jaguar radio network for your cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts as we are in for some turbulent weather ahead. Bill Thomason is the Valley's premier business coach. Bill can help you ride out the turbulence your business may encounter. Bill Thomason is the America's premier executive coach and strategist. Bill can help you create the life you will love living. Over more than a quarter century, Bill has helped thousands of people just like you to achieve success beyond what they had imagined. Now is the best time you will ever have to decide what you want and to take powerful action toward achieving the outcomes you desire in your life. Bill has studied the success patterns of the highly successful people, and he has provided coaching and training programs to small business people and to top Fortune 500 executives across the U.S. and Canada. Now you can benefit from Bill's experience. If you are like most people, you may just need the professional encouragement a coach can give and a real plan for creating the outcomes you say you want in life. Call Bill now, 602-321-7192 to schedule executive coaching sessions. Thank you for flying NLP Skills Training Institute. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls, and I am joined today by Matthew Rinke, financial planner, and you have, before the break, we were talking about doctors and the inescapable debt that they have and repayment options for them, but financial planning in general, you kind of look at from a health management perspective, and can you share with us, Matt, kind of your thinking about how we can use uh, our approach to health management the same as we can approach our money management? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, coming from a family where medicine has a big background, my wife's a doctor of physical therapy, my grandfather was a physician. When it comes to financial health, it's not that much different than your physical health. And that means starting from the beginning. And that's really uncovering somebody's personal values, needs, goals, and actually taking a comprehensive financial history and physical, like your doctor would do when you go and meet them for the first time. They're going to figure out what is going on with you, what type of conditions have you had in the past. And most often, people forget the the financial history. They go straight to the 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 drugs or the prescription medicine that's going to be used to treat all the ailments, you know, but so often we need to have that financial physical because that 
is necessary to know your history. And it's only after one goes through really that financial history process could we actually come up with a diagnosis and determine if there's anything that needs to be you know, figured out or any, uh, any proper treatment plan to your overall financial life. So I think in every major area of one's financial life, people need to ask critical questions first so they can uncover the financial problems that need to be addressed. And once you actually understand the problems, can you then select the tools that you need to actually solve those problems and prescribe the right treatments, which are really financially viable solutions? And after that is done, can you actually treat the client or treat the the patient and implement those needed financial life solutions. So it's really so oftentimes people looking at the drugs or the medicine, which is usually the last step in the overall process. It's really figuring out what's going on in each area of our life from growing our wealth to protecting our wealth to transferring our wealth and asking the right questions before we go out and design the investment plan or to, you know figure out what stocks or what mutual funds to buy which is typically the last part of the overall financial health program we need to do the fi- the financial physical the comprehensive history the diagnosis up front but too far often that's done that's that's it, completely ignored or not done at all Okay. So if I am coming to you for financial advice and I'm going to get my financial physical done, so you're going to verbally take a history. What do I need for this first stage as we take the history? What do you want to know? What are you going to be looking at? What documents or information do I need to bring to you so you can start this history? Yeah, well, a good part of it is understanding net worth. What are our assets? What are our liabilities? What is our income? What are our expenses? That's the financial side. And to me, that's almost the second step. The first real step is to understand what's important to you. What do you want out of your financial life? What do you want out of your financial health? What are your goals? What are your your values? What are your what's your vision? What is the type of life you want to live? So, if you can come armed and f- begin to start thinking about those things, then after understanding the current state of your financial affairs, the assets, the liabilities, the income, the expenses, the investments, the debt, you name it, we can then pair from going from that step to how do we implement the right solutions to help you match where your financials are to the life you want to have. You know, that's a great idea. And I think that probably what you see, because this is what I kind of see in my financial coaching practice, is people come in with objectives, you know, so they're, they they have something, like you said, an ailment they want to cure. So I need to pay off my debt, and I want to be able to travel, and I want to be able to do this. And so they have these, like, targeted specific things, but overall, they don't know what it is that they want to do or be with their life as a big picture, what's important to them. And I think that's a neat place to be starting. Well, I think that's the key place. And, you know, whether it's working with doctors or business owners, it's what's the life that we want to have? And then how do we design our business? How do we design our careers? How do we design our money to support that 
life that we want to live. And it's not just financial. It's really about all the different areas of your life, from your relationships to your health to, you know, your business that you run or career that you have. That's the key. Okay. So things like, you know, I want, you know, that I I see kids in my future, maybe something. So, you know, I want to get married and I want to have kids. You know, that could be kind of some of those vision things. You know, I see myself, you know, um, you know, maybe I went and I got like a medical degree, but I don't see myself practicing. I'd rather be out speaking or sharing knowledge or writing or doing something else with my life. And in, in, in not just like practicing medicine in an office per se, you know, like my vision of myself is I'm not just a doctor, but I'm a writer or speaker or, you know, something else. Ab- absolutely. I mean, those are the things that we need to know because it might not be a plan that's going to change in one day, but it's, there's going to be milestones and objectives. As you said, those objectives that we have that can help us get there and bridge the gap from where we are today to that eventual future. And there might be some financial steps and some education that you need to take and some self-improvement that needs to be developed and some speaking improvement before one can become that speaker as opposed to the doctor. But those are all things that we need to know so it can be built in to the way you lead uh, your financial life. So it almost kind of reminds me of Stephen Covey's Begin With The End In Mind. Totally, totally. I think that it, it, it really is, and it's working backwards from where we want to be from to where we are today and figuring out all the different things that we need to do in between, but also being prepared to be flexible because so many things change, whether it's jobs or families and in an unexpected way that one just needs to be prepared to adapt. And that's, that's planning. It's just, it's an ongoing process. So if I come prepared with what my vision is for where I want to be in my life and what I see myself doing and being and having, and then, you know, I I bring to the table my net worth stuff, part two, but, you know, my net worth is negative. I've kind of goofed up there. Maybe, you know, I took on too much debt in, in college, or maybe I just have too much frivolous debt, or I'm underwater on my house and stuff. You know, is there a way that I can still save face and, and, and still achieve what it is that I want? Or, and is it maybe that's the word flexible that you mentioned. How am I still going to get here if I have a ton of strikes against me? Well, I think it's a matter of understanding the priorities and making a reasonable plan. We can't tackle off more than we can chew at the beginning, but we got to let momentum build. And I think oftentimes it's building the right habits into our daily living. And once those small things and those first milestones and objectives and priorities that we need to tackle, whether it is paying off debt, come to fruition things can continue to snowball and build and momentum can gather. And so I don't, you know, we don't want to go too far, but we want to make all of those steps part of that overriding process. I don't think there's ever a reason to get disenfranchised with it. It's each one of these steps, whether it is paying off credit card debts from college, you name it, we just got to tackle them one by one. And it's going to be just part of the bigger, grander plan to get you to where you want to go. Yeah, that's a great answer because, you know, I I do financial coaching for professional athletes and musicians and people that have worked their way up to a significant level of personal and, and financial success in their lives, but they don't have anything to show for it. And when you come so far 
And, you know, they get crestfallen. They're like, wow, I didn't realize I made that big of a mistake. And they get discouraged because now they think that they had it all and now they find out they have nothing. And and the mindset can shift on them so quickly. Yeah, well, I would say when it comes to, you know, wealth and financial freedom, so much of it is mindset. You know, the financial part, the math, that's pretty easy. Maybe that's two of the seven steps, if there's seven steps to building wealth. And, you know, a lot of them are commitment, mindset, you know, discipline, the psychology, which always needs to be maintained. And I think the professional athlete, whether, you know, we're the professional stewards of our own capital, we just need to remain objective and take everything as a learning experience. And, you know, there might be setbacks along the way, but it doesn't mean that we can't continue to to adapt and adjust and find meaning in what we're doing and where we are. Well, this has been awesome. I've had an incredible time with you today, Matt. And if folks are interested in wealth management or have more questions about the financial planning process, how do folks get a hold of you? Yeah, they could give me a call at 858-246-6855. The website is illuminationwealth.com. I'm on Twitter at at Matt Rinke, so R-I-N-K-E-Y, M-A-T-T-R-I-N-K-E-Y. You know, feel free to look us up, check us out. We're here to help and support you. Outstanding. Well, this has certainly been an illuminating interview. Thank you so much for stopping by. And for those of you who are driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can visit Matt's show page and get his website and phone number. We've got so much more coming up. Stay tuned for the keys to riches on Unlock Your Wealth coming up right after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. Heather Wagonhalls here from CrackingYourMoneyCode.com. Tune in to my Unlock Your Wealth update for your daily cup of money motivation. Weekdays at 1225 during the Midday News Report on Corey's Hometown Radio, 1370 AM, WWCB. Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts as we are in for some turbulent weather ahead. Bill Thomason is the Valley's premier business coach. Bill can help you ride out the turbulence your business may encounter. Bill Thomason is the America's premier executive coach and strategist. Bill can help you create the life you will love living. Over more than a quarter century, Bill has helped thousands of people just like you to achieve success beyond what they had imagined. Now is the best time you will ever have to decide what you want and to take powerful action toward achieving the outcomes you desire in your life. Bill has studied the success patterns of the highly successful people, and he has provided coaching and training programs to small business people and to top Fortune 500 executives across the U.S. and Canada. Now you can benefit from Bill's experience. If you are like most people, you may just need the professional encouragement a coach can give and a real plan for creating the outcomes you say you want in life. 
Call Bill now, 602-321-7192 to schedule executive coaching sessions. Thank you for flying NLP Skills Training Institute. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagon Halls. And it's that time again for our Keys to Riches segment. If you're joining us for the first time, thanks so much for stopping by. We hope you're receiving value out of today's episode. To catch you up to speed, the Keys to Riches is a baker's dozen of financial concepts that teach you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, building wealth while transforming your current financial habit into healthy money management skills. And we do that one key at a time, one week at a time from our Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series. And uh, it's easier when a dog is not sitting on the cord of your headphones and you can't move around. <laughs> I just whacked the cord. I'm like, what the? And there's a big fat dog sitting on my cord. That's De Niro with the Prosperity Poochie. And he's passed out and he's better passed out. So we're gonna we're just going to deliver this key cockeyed today. And it's creating credit from a cockeyed position. <laughs> no, because when I pull on it, it just... It, just gets further wedged under the dog. So (laughs) anyhow, how do you create credit? Well, you know, we can take and build wealth the slow way, which is great. I encourage you to build wealth a multitude of ways. One of them is a slow way by actively earning and saving your money. And then passively by reinvesting the interest that you get from what you've actively earned and invested. Another way is instead of waiting for the time that you have accumulated enough to begin investing, what if you could leverage your way to wealth sensibly? And the key word in that statement is the S word, sensibly. Yes, it can be done. Wouldn't it be great if I could show you a way that you could make money, you could risk very little, but earn Quite a bit. So if I said, if if you invest a dollar, I will show you how to earn interest at the rate of $10 invested. Would you do it? Sure. Okay. So how do you say, can I possibly do that? You have to use the power of leverage in order to make that happen. And that means that you have to borrow the money and get enough of an interest rate um, different difference so you can make money on the deal. One of my most favorite ways to invest using leverage is asset-backed investments. So that means if someone defaults on the repayment terms, you get to take whatever it is they bought with your money. That's my favorite. And so there's a couple ways to do that. That's cars and that's houses, okay? And you can do other types of real estate, but I prefer rental, residential real estate because everybody has to have a place to live. Not everybody has to have a store, (laughs) you know, but everybody has to have a place to live. So that's why I like rental real estate because there's always going to be a constant influx of people um, because everybody needs that good old roof. It's part of Maslow's hierarchy. Yeah. Food, shelter, water, right? So since it's on our basic needs, it makes sense to be somebody who can purvey that to the masses. So 
In order to leverage our way to wealth, which we're going to learn more about in next week's key, which is remember real estate, we need to learn how to get our credit in position to be able to do that. So we're going to talk about what credit is. I briefly enumerated that with today's uh, today's minutes on your money about lending, and we're going to go a little step further. Now, most people may not understand credit or they think it's all about credit score, but it's not, especially for large type of financing. So when you're talking about financing, you know, homes, recreational vehicles, large asset-backed items, they're going to underwrite with a heavy hand. And you want to make sure that your credit meets that criteria. So there's four layers of risk. There's character, capacity, capital, and collateral. We talked about that already in the lending segment. And we're going to go through those four layers of risk next week, all right, and how they work with each other. Right now, what we want to focus on is what the credit layer of risk needs to look like, all right? There are 85 factors that go into your credit score, but only three make a world of difference, okay? And those three are simply, uh, what is your credit availability? So you have $1,000 in credit cards, like let's just use that number, over three different credit cards, okay? And you have $100 available credit, okay? You have a very small ratio of available credit. But that counts for 35% of your score. So now if you had $1,000 of credit over all of your credit lines and you had $800 available, that's going to boost your score by 30%. It's that simple. And and you can do that real easy. It's called pay it off. (laughs) Pay it off. Okay. So then the next layer of risk is on-time payments. So if you've been sketchy or choppy about on-time payments and you miss a payment here or there, you forget, not everything's on auto pay, you need to knock that off. If you're serious about building wealth, you must be serious about what your credit looks like because the only way to get rich without winning the lottery is to have a strategy in place. And one of the strategies is leveraging yourself using the power of real estate to get there. So what you need to do is you need to put everything on auto pay. You need to be a prodigious bill payer. And the reason why is you can fix this in as little as 24 months. And why do I say that? Because even though it's 30% of your credit score, okay, it only calculates in its ratio back 24 months. Okay. And you have to remember, uh, when we talk about credit, we're looking at credit quality here because credit score is a bunch of garbage. It's what got us in trouble with underwriting and perpetuated and precipitated the, the mortgage crisis that we suffered through. So the next, or I should say the last layer, or I'm sorry, the last of the three criteria in the under, in your credit score that makes a difference, and it's 15% of your score, is how long the account's been there. If you've only opened a card and you only have, you've only had it three months and made three payments, that's not credit history. We need to see how you perform over time because we're looking for behavior, okay? And in 24 months, uh, a lot can happen, okay? If you had... The difference between sloppy credit 
and a catastrophic event affecting your credit is simply you'll see on on someone's credit if they've had a major catastrophic event like they got into a car accident and they were in traction and they couldn't work for like six weeks. Okay, so you'll see all the bills, every single bill go bad for a couple months. And then all of a sudden, boop, everything's paid on time. If it was paid on time before, and then it's just like a hiccup mm-hmm. in the credit line. An underwriter can see that on a credit report if there was a hiccup or if you don't pay a bill here, don't pay a bill there. But one of the things that most of these the money management gurus tell you to do is cut up your credit cards, which is a dumb thing to do, or close out all your accounts, which is another dumb thing to do. Because the minute you cut up a card and close out that account, it stops reporting. So that is a loss of at least 15% of value, if not 85%. You shoot yourself in the foot when you cut those off. Just don't use them. Okay, and don't give me any garbage about, oh, the temptation, all right? Because cutting them up is only a Band-Aid to a bigger problem, and that's why we do brain-based financial literacy here. And we don't give you silly, stupid techniques like cutting up your cards. Oh, look at you. (laughs) Michael has all of his cards in a little can, so he has to actively go to the can if he wants to use it. That's interesting. It's a box. Or a box. Well, it looks like a little tin can. Yeah. So this is what you need to do. You need to pay down all your frivolous debt because it's going to affect your ratios. We're going to talk about that next week. You need to make sure that all of your payments are paid on time for a minimum of 24 months. You need to make sure you're not closing out any of your accounts and that you have at least four open and active accounts reporting for you because you'll need that to qualify for a mortgage. That's it for this week's key for our key statement, key affirmation, and key action item. Visit our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com. And for more in-depth interviews with money experts and strategies to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness, do what other savvy listeners have and visit unlockyourwealthradio.com. Become an Insiders Club member today and start receiving the benefits of millionaire wisdom right now. For Unlock Your Wealth Radio and Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2014 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com. 